Welcome to the Microsoft 365 Developer Podcast with your hosts, Jeremy Thake and Paul Schaeflein. Each week, you'll catch us speaking to expert developers about new tech, lessons learned, and opinions in this space. Okay, so I'm here remotely with David DeMatthew, or is it David DeMatthew? I've probably butchered your name already. It's five seconds into the show. Either one works. Either one works. I, I respond to both. Are you, where are you originally from? I, I'm assuming not originally from Seattle. I was born in El Salvador in Central America. I lived, oh, wow. I lived most of my life in Costa Rica, so um, about 18 years, and then I moved to the, to the U.S. about eight years ago. And um, how long have you been at Microsoft for? I've been at Microsoft for four years. Started working on Team Xbox um, on Mixer, which uh, RIP. But uh, I've been working most recently on the Azure Communication Services team for the last couple of years now. Well, that's really cool. So that was great that you managed to get transitioned out to another kind of exciting product after being on the Xbox Mixer team, right? Because that would have been quite the jump to come over to Microsoft into. Yeah, it was it was a lot of we had a lot of fun on the Mixer team, um, still having a lot of fun on the Azure Communication Services team. Always fun to work on on these like products that are still like starting, like figuring things out like it's it's a lot of fun it's a lot of fun. yeah so um, i the excitement around this particular service is definitely uh definitely there in comparisons like products that have just they've been in market like sharepoint they've been in market for like 15 20 years it's hard to kind of re- rebrand the hype there and get people excited from a developer side but with acs the buzz is definitely there um, from what we hear out there in the community which is great yeah i mean uh i mean to, to be honest like definitely uh, we have felt the buzz um, from from the community. I think that like Microsoft has been historically in the communication space for a long time with Skype, with Teams, and I think it was it was quite a non brainer to go into into the developer side for communications. And so I think for a lot of Microsoft developers, it was it was exciting to see a service like ACS uh, get announced and and go go into production. And yeah, we, we've been having a lot of fun with customers figuring out what are all the different types of scenarios they're, they're thinking about and all the different ways that they're thinking about bringing communications into their applications, whether it's like calling or chat, which are maybe like more robust to, but all the way to things like SMS and more recently email, which we just announced at Build um, a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, it's funny. We had Sean Henry on the show in October of 2020 uh, when this was all in preview. So it's good to get a bit of a refresher on what Azure Communication Services is or ACS is. It's, you know, everything gets shortened. You you mentioned there about kind of calling, chat, SMS, and obviously the new email service that was brand new at Build. If we go back to the foundations of where ACS started uh, and how that's matured since having Sean on, you know, over two years ago now, what 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 was that core and, and how has that evolved in the last two years from from uh, your perspective? Yeah, um, at, at its core, Azure Communication Services comes kind of from the foundation of Skype and Teams as as a calling and chat service. Um, we actually share the same infrastructure with, with Teams and Skype. And so uh, at its foundation, like calling, chat were, were services that, that kind of came from there. Over the last, throughout preview, we went into telephony and SMS as, as areas that teams also um, had some, some stance in, but where we went in and blew it out into, into its own managed service. Um, but since, since the time that probably Sean was on, on the show till now, 
really the the focus has been on how do we continue to to expand the capability and expand the, the scenarios that that we enable because even though that core foundation was on on this on on what maybe the type of communications that teams provides that's more of like a structure communications like what we're doing uh, right now between two people talking to one another the scenarios that developers have brought to us as we've started to to expand the service go way beyond than just thinking about communicating between coworkers and they go into doctors and patients communicating for an appointment or having a classroom that's that's with hundreds of students seeing a professor and doing all of that through through the, through a managed communications platform i think it's also been really interesting to see kind of the evolution that that developers have shown us on on like the the types of experiences and like like the customization behind those experiences where um, in many cases developers want to really bring the experience into their application um, and they don't want to just take something like teams or skype out of the box but they want something that feels like their brand that's fully embedded um, that makes it so that that patient that maybe is coming into their app never has to leave that app, that they can do everything within it and they can even have that appointment within it. And so th- that has been a big driver for us as well, thinking about um, how do we enable developers to go build those custom experiences um, and having the right APIs and, and services to go do that as well. I think that, that's been definitely part of the evolution. It's funny because I think I have a habit of putting things in boxes. And when listening to Sean's show, the the nature of it was like, well, we're just kind of OEMing teams capabilities. But I think it's a lot more like that, as you just said. And I think it goes back to the fact that, you know, you're an Azure product and it is Azure communication services. And that that's where like the SMS capabilities and now the email, bulk email capabilities kind of start to make you realize that this is a platform for communicating and it's not just about having teams built into your own mobile app or your own web app. Totally. And and it, it's exciting to see that grow, that maturity grow. And it was something that Sean talked about, like that's where we want to get to. But the fact that now we're getting there with SMS and telephony and email is, is really exciting because there's so many times where ISVs go, oh, we want to be able to do X scenario and we need these capabilities. Being able to do that all under Azure, you know, within the same portal experience is actually really neat. It, it definitely opens up the creativity for the developer to to decide how they want to consume the service and what they want to do with it. It means that um, they can also consume the services. I mean, I mean, as, as a managed Azure service, they can consume the services individually. Like they, they can pick and choose the pieces that they want um, and the capabilities that they want, and they, they're able to piece it together. Um, and I think that over the next, the, the next couple months, we're going to continue to see that, that line continue to, to get built on our side as we bring additional capabilities across the ecosystem into, into Azure Communication Services and continue to provide that, that consumption-based model for developers to pick and choose what is it that they want their communications experience to, to be, uh, where do they want it to go. Um, you know, like today with like Metaverse becoming a, a big thing, like, you know, it, it means that whether it's on a existing device like a phone or whether it's on on the metaverse uh developers can bring those capabilities wherever they need to uh using using the platform 
a lot of the early feedback on ACS from back in those days of preview with Sean, and this is like two years ago, which in technology is is, is a long time, uh, was just the ramp up it took to get something running with ACS. And in watching your build talk and seeing some internal um, presentations you've done, there seems to be a significant amount of effort on the developer experience and the, you know, the zero to first call made or zero to first text sent. What, what things at build were announced that are making that even easier um, for a developer to kind of have an existing, I mean, I my medical center, I can log in to see my, health results, which are all good, thankfully. But, you know, I can imagine if that company, that SaaS wanted to start providing a, you know, a doctor to patient calling system using ACS, like what's the effort involved in them plugging that into an existing platform they have? To your point, one of the the insights that we've gotten throughout the last year has been that, especially when it comes to like calling and chat, they tend to be communication modalities that, are not necessarily easy for any developer to to implement because there there is a lot of like knowledge that's very specific to making a calling application or making a chat application that in many cases in many cases if you're like a healthcare company you might not have the developers or the engineers that have those expertise you might be very focused on making sure that that healthcare experience is great you're maybe less focused on making sure that like your calling stack is is reliable or that you have three nines of, of like call, call, call quality on them. And so that's where we have been um, putting a lot more time and effort into thinking about how do we take some of that complexity away from developers? Um, how do we take some of that complexity for them and really uh, help them be able to bring communications into any application, but doing so not only faster, but also more reliably? Um, and so at Build, we had a couple of announcements around this this topic. Um, probably the first one is the GA of our mobile UI library. So in the past, we had already released a web UI library um, that enabled you to add calling and chat uh, capabilities into your application with like three lines of code, um, which we think is pretty sweet. Now we were, were we just announced the, the same type of capabilities for for mobile. So now, if you're a native mobile developer, you can bring calling into into an existing app. Again, a couple lines of code, and you're done. Um, and it gives you a, a full, rich calling experience, very similar to what you would find on like a product like Teams, uh, with additional capabilities to customize and, and make it your own. Um, and so that, that that's one of the announcements we had around continuing to to drive. Uh, developer support on that low code level of, of providing these components that can very easily be embedded in, in, into your application. We we also took a, a step even more forward uh, with um, the announcement of also for GA of our sample builder. And this sample builder, we're really excited about it because it, it takes a lot of the learnings that we got from the first year with the UI library and with the samples that we that we had been creating for the platform, and we took that those learnings and applied them to creating a no code um, interface for developers to be able to very quickly be able to configure. And when I say configure, it's uh, customize, uh, uh, add colors, theme styling to a to an application for communications, and be able to deploy that all without writing a single line of code. 
ultimately, um, uh, we're the initial focus of that simple builder has been on virtual physics experiences. That's kind of the first scenario that we focused on. So enabling experiences where you have like like a, like the example I gave of doctor patient or maybe like a like financial advisor and and and, and customer being able to have those types of appointments and having an experience where. Um, you're able to book an appointment with with an advisor. You're able to join that appointment and connect with that advisor. Uh, we've we've tried to make that really easy with with uh, with the sample builder, and we've been really happy with some of the initial uh, with some of the initial feedback from customers because like we were really excited on on trying to continue to lower that barrier of entry into communications. Yeah, to get people up and running. So a quick question on that, because I mean, we've talked about Teams and I, like I may be confused with the OEN on Teams, but the, the product is Azure Communication Services. Is there a dependency on like the doctor and the patient having a Microsoft 365 license and access to Teams? Or, you know, if you've used the uh, SDK to build the app in iOS and Android and the doctor's using an Android device and I'm using an iOS device, that works regardless of me being in the ecosystem of Microsoft, right? Yeah, so uh, Azure Communication Services all up is, is is generic in that way where we don't we don't care where you're coming from. Like you can you can join. It's 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 platform agnostic. We support uh, iOS, Android, desktop, web. Um, so you, you could be building experiences kind of across. Um, we do also support the concept of interoperability, and so specifically for like some of our initial work on virtual visits, we've we've kind of. We've been thinking about that a lot. Um, interoperability is kind of this concept uh, that we've coined uh, for Teams, where you're able to have a user on Azure Communication Services and a user on Teams. What that means is that you could have two users um, connect together, one using a completely custom application that's powered by Azure Communication Services SDKs across any of our uh, any of our platforms. So it could be a desktop app, it could be a web app, it could be a mobile app. We don't really care what type of app is. Um, like you could be coming from any of those those places using a custom app, and you could still be connecting with a doctor or virtual or, or, or like financial advisor who uses Teams um, and that uh, uses Teams kind of for their day to day, and that they could also use Teams to kind of connect with those customers. But ultimately, ACS is built in a way where. It's, it all becomes options for you as a, as a developer, whether Teams is in your portfolio of tools or not, whether you're interested, whether you have maybe an a, a identity system already in place. Azure Communication Services doesn't really care. Uh, we, we, we allow you to connect customers uh, or, or people in, in, either, in either capacity, whether you have those things or not. So what, what would that look like? You talked about scheduling a meeting, like we use the patient doctor scenario if the patient is using gmail for their email and you, you send a meeting invite what what link goes in that meeting invite is that like a deep link into their android app or their web app where ACS is running can you walk through that flow a little bit so people understand that more yeah for sure so like let's take an example where um i have maybe like a doctor patient uh scenario um and 
me as a patient, uh, I go in into some type of scheduling system and I schedule an appointment with, with Jeremy, who's my doctor. That wouldn't be advisable. <laughs> <laughs> and so I, I go through the system and I schedule that appointment. Um, that scheduling system could, uh, let's, let's assume it's some type of custom system that the healthcare company has built that, that enables me to schedule that. What the developer then is able to do is, um, assuming that they want that, that patient to join that call through the custom app that they might be using, like, for example, I have like my, my Primera app on, on the phone, assuming like, like, for example, Primera wants to directly embed that capability into the app. It, it enables them to be able to send out a reminder that deep links into that application and then kicks off that experience using Azure Communication Services to join that call. That doctor could then be coming from, from different places. They could be coming from a custom app that they might have on the doctor side. They might be coming through Teams. But ultimately, it would, it would allow me to, to be able to connect with that doctor directly to the application using some type of deep link or, or even linking in the app, like uh, if, 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 if they want to embed the scheduling system into the app, it, it means that they could very, very easily also give me a reminder directly on my phone that then kicks off into their application. And then Azure Communication Services takes over the communication um, aspect of, of, of the experience. Yeah, that's really neat. So that that's from a, a calling a video side, but you also mentioned chat. So how how does how does that work? Like if I wanted to, I'm chatting on the outside of the walls on my Android device with no touch on M three six five, but my doctor sits, you know, they got Teams running on their laptop. Is that what you're meaning from a chat perspective? Is that therefore like me on the outside, I can chat with my doctor and it's shown up in their Teams as a normal chat? Is that kind of what can be facilitated or is it more of a chat mechanism within your custom app that you've built? There's a couple of different scenarios that that could apply to chat here. So on the Azure Communication Services side, we focus on, on core chat capabilities um, that enable you to be able to either start, start a chat thread with another ACS user or be able to chat, um, for example, join a chat for a, for a Teams meeting. So if, if I'm, for example, chatting with that doctor um, inside of an appointment, I'm able to not only use the calling capabilities, but also the chat capabilities. So I, I, I can send them um, a message or let them or, or, or answer a question in chat without uh, while we're in the call. When it comes to actual one-to-one um, -one chat capabilities for Teams, um, that is an area where today on Azure Communication Services, we, we don't yet have that capability. Um, there, there, there are um, paths for developers to go enable this through Graph, uh, for example, that supports uh, chat services uh, through to Teams. Th that, that is a scenario that developers today with, with ACS wouldn't be able to, to, to trigger. Um, we would only be su supporting kind of scenarios on, on the other hand. Yeah. yeah, and so that brings up a good point of like some of the Teams integrations can be done by the graph and ACS is like a Azure platform way of, in some cases there is a little bit of overlap in terms of the cloud communication APIs on the graph versus what you'll have. And it's the same team, right? Like everything reports up to Anthony and he owns the cloud comms APIs on the graph as well as ACS. Parts of it. Uh, so... On on the IC3 developer platform side, we we own more of the calling related um, graph APIs. Um, chat kind of sits a, a, um, 
uh, as part of, a, of another org. That said, um, we're working pretty closely um, to to figure out how to enable these scenarios and kind of clear up some of the potential confusion that might exist uh, as the developer tries to go kind of end to end on some on some of those scenarios. And so that is definitely an area of interest that um, we're actively working on thinking about, um, especially as we as we look to explore. Um, some of those like one-to-one chat chat scenarios or one-to-one calling scenarios where you might have someone sitting on a custom application and someone sitting in, in teams and how do you interconnect those two people? That scenario is like very prevalent when we look at like um, support agents, for example, where many times they're using some type of, of, of custom dashboard um, where they're tracking customer interactions uh, and and what what requests are, are coming in but at the same time they need to be able to chat with their coworkers or escalate issues up to to other people inside of their organization and so when it comes to the the agent to customer interaction like ACS we have that piece covered the, the part that like today becomes kind of interesting for us to think about and, and continue to work to improve is how do we enable that 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 capability to get a that that support agent that's in that custom environment to be able to talk to another agent that might be also inside of a custom environment or they might be on teams um so so that, so that they can collaborate together in helping that customer yeah that makes sense and then and again if you go from chat uh to then to telephony like i've noticed that now you can directly obtain phone numbers from azure canada Ireland, italy and sweden so if you obtain a phone number, I'm assuming that means that you can then have someone call into that number and then ACS can like do an automated voice messaging, like redirect aspect. Like what's the features there from a telephony perspective? From the telephony perspective, um, we today um, have been a large part of the focus of the team around telephony has been on geo expansion. So making sure that we can support as many countries as possible um, and and bring telephony as well as SMS to as many geos as possible. When it comes to some of the capabilities that you were uh, talking about, that is an area where we are currently, um, we have some initial support with things like bot framework for, for you to be able to handle like t- telephony um, requests coming in. And where over the next couple months, we're going to continue to see new announcements coming from the team as we expand the the types of of in- intelligence capabilities to be able to uh, not only integrate things like IVRs but also be able to do um, more in-depth uh, like, like like perform more in-depth uh, actions on top of those calls um, and so n- nothing to announce <laughs> or talk <laughs> about about today but uh, it is an area of, of, of interest uh, as we as we make sure to kind of expand our portfolio inside of what we call a like customer interaction scenarios um, yeah. and making sure that, that that becomes a really rich experience and um, you can not only integrate things like bot framework, but also thinking about other other potential areas of integration like cognitive services to make sure that those interactions are really rich. It would be amazing because funnily enough, this week I tried to cancel something and called this number and oh my gosh, the amount of times I had to go back to the main menu and try another route to try and get to the point of speaking to someone just to go, I want to cancel this. They make it far too hard. But um, no, that's an awesome tech piece of tech. And again, like if your company's already using Azure and 
you want to do those things within your company, it makes it really accessible to get up to started on that. And then actually one other big part of the announcement, which I, you know, a lot of people might gloss over, but is that the uh, Azure Communication Services voice video calling and the messaging capabilities are available in the US GovCloud. Um, the amount of times where I talk to ISVs, I'm like, hey, but this isn't available in this cloud. It's great to see that ACS is starting to, you know, spread its wings a bit and get outside the normal public cloud into these clouds like the US Gov Cloud. It makes it super accessible for ISVs. Yeah, the, the, this was definitely a pretty high ask uh, from ISVs across the board that were yeah, that, that, that were pretty excited about this. The team had been working on this for for a while, so. It's pretty excited, exciting to see it um, in public now. Um, it opens up the possibility now for ISVs to be able to build for GovCloud um, and continue to expand kind of the, the 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 scenarios that we're supporting with with Azure Communication Services. So, yep, very exciting uh, for the team for sure. And then, obviously, I wanted to land on the last part, which you know, if I had a dollar for every time I was asked whether you could do this inside of our walls um, in the Microsoft Cloud, which is the email APIs. So what what have we launched here? What Because, I mean, we've, we've had, if I put on my graph app, like I've had the SendMail API for years, but it's limited to the same limitations as the user's mailbox where that mail gets sent from. Um, and essentially you're sending on behalf of that user. Um, so I can, I can automate myself basically. But I think the intention of the email APIs in ACS is a bit broader than that, right? Yeah, it's, it's it's a bit broader. It definitely uh, looks to position itself more as as a as a full email email service, similar to what we see kind of with with other areas like like SendGrid, for example. It enables you to be able to either bring your own domain or get a domain from us and be able to use that domain to be able to automate uh, the sending of emails. Um, it also does support uh, high volumes, so um, this means that a, if you're looking to use it for um, scenarios like reminders, notifications, alerts, uh, marketing, um, scenarios where your output is going to be large, um, it it, it kind of plays perfectly in, in, into them. And it ult- ultimately is backed by the same Azure cloud um, in terms of 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 its reliability, security, and and privacy, and making sure that it's 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 a it's a great offering for our customers. So, pretty very excited about this one. Um, if you look at the build demo that I did, we 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 did a little bit of a glimpse there into using email service. Uh, I think was one of the first public demos we've done of of email service of using it to use to, to use it to like as an appointment reminder um, uh, service, uh, but. Honestly, I mean the the the, the sky's the limit. Um, again, we we support very high throughputs. So, again, whether it's reminders, alerts, or you want to go um, blast out marketing emails, um, like it's it's a, it's the service for you. Um, and so we're we're pretty excited for it. And you and you can, I mean, in your demo, obviously you used, I guess, whatever email address it gave you as a generic email. But you can put vanity aliases on top, on the top of that, right? T- totally. Yeah, so you can you can bring your own domain, um, so which means that like we we make sure that like we're not we're not being prescriptive about what domain you should use. Like in in, in the case of the demo, yeah, for sure, I used like one of the free domains we give you. Oh, by the way, that's it. That's a good call out. We give you free like you can use a free domain to test, which 
because I think I, I think it's pretty cool if you're trying to get started. Uh, but then you, you can also bring your your custom domains and and kind of make it your own. So I, I think that one of the other things to to kind of mention um, with with email is the fact that we also have support for custom HTML. So meaning you can bring in your templates, add them into the service, and be able to to send pretty emails as well. So th those are some of the capabilities that are coming as part of the public preview. Um, we'll have more to announce over the coming months as we as we move as we continue to move forward with the service. But uh, it's pretty exciting, and if you're looking to see a little demo, definitely plugging my <laughs> the session at Build uh, where where we went through and and build a uh, not only a virtual events experience but also a reminder experience using email. So yeah, it's been interesting because like I mean, it technically that's like a V one product why and not even a v1 right because it's not ga as that's preview not even ga but yeah i was really surprised at the amount of features that are in that and when you go into the azure portal and look like you're getting email and analytics of things like successful deliveries and breakdowns of who's you know clicked on the emails and so forth and i was quite surprised of the level of that for something that's come out in preview i thought it would have been a lot more low level guts of an email smt type service but um it's a lot more than that so i mean sure like you're in the same org you're as 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 the graph and you know perry clark is our both of our cvps and he owns exchange and so i would imagine there's definitely overlap there like in the same ways as what you do with the voice and video stuff that there's a lot of overlap with you know skype and and the team's calling stuff that he owns as well but it was really cool to see the depth of that stuff i was really impressed yeah, yeah no, I, I mean th th definitely a lot, a lot of it is major kudos to the team for for get, going through that. I think that it also does also speak to the 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 level of, of support that we've had from customers around this. Like we, yeah, yeah, we've seen it. We've seen strong signal from customers that have been asking us for email, and so bringing it to market was definitely a priority for the team. I mean, as I mentioned, there's still more optimization that's going to be coming over the couple months. Uh, not only in terms of thinking about the, the service itself and additional capabilities on the service, but also thinking about the developer experience and how do we continue to improve that. So definitely, you know, stay put and 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 continue to take a look as as we continue to to expand the, the capabilities there. And now that it's in public preview, we're you know also interested in your feedback. So folks that are listening, if they if you're interested in in helping us provide feedback, please. Like, please go into either our Microsoft QA channels or or GitHub and and, and help us uh, with any feedback or features that you would like to see. Um, and that doesn't only apply to email; it kind of applies across the board. Across the board for ICS, yeah, yeah. We're we're really interested in and paying attention to to what you have to say. Yeah, it's really neat. Yeah, and even down to like the spam and fraud detection stuff like that. I thought that was really neat because the amount of times in the past, like ISVs will come to us. We're using send mail in graph and we're being blocked by particular customers and it's because the contents of the emails is being triggered by whatever spam detections on the other end and, and in some cases including our own exchange spam detection and so the fact that you've got that guidance and um, flagging of hey look you just sent a thousand emails and they're all going to get dinged because of the URLs you've got in them or the phishing they'll, they'll be flagged as phishing attempts is actually really really neat to help someone do this. So I, I love the fact that we're doing that. We're not just providing a mechanism for shipping an email. We're actually really thinking through the entire thing end to end, which is really cool. Awesome. So where do people get started? Where is the right place to go if they want to go build their first 
doctor surgery app or <laughs> that seems to be the one we've lent on in this scenario. There's plenty more for sure. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that um, we definitely have a couple places for folks to start. Definitely for all things ACS, um, I, I like to direct folks to aka.ms slash ACS. There you will find uh, general overviews of of the service, um, uh, how it works, and the 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 all of the different subservices that we offer. I definitely also um, would like to point folks that might be thinking about getting started, but maybe want want to start simpler to check out uh, some of the new announcements we've had, especially around things are like our sample builder, uh, where with only a couple clicks, you're in a you you have something deployed on Azure that you can play with and be able to to, to iterate on uh, for virtual visit experiences to start with. And, and as I mentioned before, uh, if you have any feedback for the team or any features that you would like to see, please don't hesitate to reach out to to us either through our GitHub or or through uh, Microsoft Q and A. We're always listening and looking for feedback. So please don't hesitate to come come forward and, and talk to us. We're we're happy to chat. Awesome. And I'll make sure those links are in the show notes so that the, whatever app you're listening to this in, you can click on those and launch those in the uh, in the browser and take a look. Well, look, thank you again for coming on the show. It was uh, great to see you presenting again at Build and um, all the other internal things you've done for us uh, under NDA. So a big thank you and I appreciate you jumping on the show and hopefully we found this useful and, uh, you know, please keep in touch. And if you want to hear more about ACS or particular scenarios, please reach out to me and Paul and we'll we'll get David back on or someone else on the team if he wants to go super deep on some other area of ACS. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, some of the folks on the team, whether if, if email or telephony or SMS or calling, like happy to to bring my coworkers next time so we can, we can have even deeper dives into some of the topics. So yeah, thank you so much, Jeremy, for having me. And um, it's been great chatting and, um, you know, excited to see what folks build. Thanks for listening to the Microsoft 365 Developer Podcast. Please follow us on Twitter at M365DevPodcast and check out our show notes at www.m365devpodcast.com. To help us spread the word, we'd really appreciate it if you could retweet our episode tweets and give us a review on iTunes. That's all, folks. 